0: Hello students and welcome back to the Lore of the Iron Kingdoms with me, Professor Castor. Today we're going to be starting with the overview of the troops of Kodor. And when I say overview, we're not actually going into specifics about the models, the units, the solos, or anything like that. We're actually just doing a full overview of the recruitment, structures, uh, rank, deployment, service, things like that, army ranks. Uh, just a little bit of uh, overview of everything. Um, in the following courses we'll be going over the particular army types, that being the Man of War units, the Iron Fang units, the backbone of the Khadoran military, the Winter Guard, and the well, I like to call them wild units, but they're more of the Fifth Border Legion, so a lot of well, more wild type of fellas. So, but we will be going over that in the following classes. But today we're just gonna be going over the overview. Uh, also I thank you to Privateer Press for letting us read their phenomenal lore. And as always, if you're enjoying this course, please like, subscribe, comment, let us know how we're doing, and let your friends and fellow gamers know so we can keep this steam train rolling. And without further ado, let's begin. Troops of Kodor. Cadorn's are a hardy people willing to lay down their lives for the empire. Service within Kadorn military is both an honor and a tradition, and those who take up the call and march forward in the name of the motherland do so with a steadfast resolve and the love of their country in their hearts. Recruitment and training. The duty to serve in the national defense is seen by most Cadorans as a basic part of life, a vital aspect of becoming a mature adult. A single tour is required for all men with the exception of those with extreme physical disabilities. Women are not required to enlist, but those who are without children are encouraged to serve either in the active military or among the myriad support units for at least one tour. Enlistment can begin as early as 15 years of age, and those who have not been exempted must enlist by their 18th year or risk imprisonment or forced service. Those caught attempting to evade conscription are sentenced to serve without pay and penal battalions stationed in the least desirable outposts and stations, such as Icewatch or one of the other isolated bases along the western seaboard or the freezing mountains along the Rulik border. The only members of Cadoran society who regularly evade conscription are criminal brutias and the large urban cities, most of whom are wanted for a variety of crimes. i suppose if you're already a criminal already why would you want to fight for the motherland when you're already going against them after receiving their initial training most conscripts enter the winter guard but those who demonstrate exceptional qualities or special aptitude can apply for the most prestigious and higher paying specialized branches of the gadoran military each force has its own requirements and some are extremely stringent Branches like the Man of War or the Iron Fang units, for example, require units of particularly height and strength, as their armor cannot be borne by lesser men. In some remote areas, conscripts can fulfill their obligations by serving in a local militia or as part of an irregular's employment as scouts, hunters, and ambushers. Irregulars do not receive the same systematic training or standard equipment as Winter Guard, but those have other useful skills are deployed alongside regular military. And that's the Fifth Border Legion I talk about, I guess we're going to call them irregulars, that being the Kazai Woodsmen, the Manhunters, the widowmakers, a lot of the people that the old witch of Kodo like to utilize just because she's usually in those regions anyway. Those types of folks. Moving on to rank structure. A newly constricted military of the Winter Guard holds the rank of private. Conscripts who survive their first tour of duty and re-enlist might rise from the first non-commissioned officer rank of corporal, leading a small fire team. The toughest and most successful corporals may in time earn promotions to lead squads of Winter Guard as sergeant, the highest rank of most in the guard ever achieve. As the other ranks in the Kadoran military, there are several grades of sergeants related to pay and time served sergeant of the winter guard may be given the broad authority and lead multiple squads particularly in protracted battles more typically however operational command is given to lieutenants the first tier of the commissioned officers entry into the commissioned ranks by attending the Druzhnya academy in Kursk is easier for those of noble blood while those of lesser stock must prove exceptional to earn a commission although commandants are opposed to this practice, their limited oversight cannot entirely prevent nepotism and coin from greasing the wheels, and it is not unknown for candidates from wealthy families to be given an officer commission before a poorer candidate of equal or greater aptitude. In general, though, skilled officers will rise above their lesser competent peers. Cadets graduate with the rank of lieutenant and are immediately expected to lead a group of multiple squads called a force. Competent officers can achieve the rank of captain relatively quickly and take on responsibility for a company comprising up to six forces and their lieutenants. Those who dedicate themselves to a life in the military and who demonstrate considerable leadership capabilities may rise to a higher command ranks. Above the rank of captain is the Kovnik, who oversees battalions of troops. Above these officers are the commanders who lead legions or commands, depending on their seniority. Cadorn warcasters receive the rank of commander upon completion of their training. The more senior commanders report to the commandants leading the major army divisions and the supreme commandants leading each of the Kadoran armies. Premier Michael Horzer... Michael Horsey? Again, I do apologize for anybody who has a Kadoran sounding name. Really just... unless I say it all the time, it's just not going to come to me. We're just going to say his name is Michael wields absolute authority over the high command and thereby all of Cador's military might. During times of war and crisis, there may not be a time in for commanding officers in the field to await decisions from high command, as senior ranked warcaster Supreme Commandant Urisk is entrusted to make snap decisions in the Premier's stead. Vassals and heirs of the Great Princes have their own martial traditions to maintain, and their relationship with the military is complex. It is not uncommon for such nobles and their vassals to serve in the military, sometimes earning higher ranks. The degree in which these nobles actively lead army forces in the field varies greatly, with some rarely leaving their ancestral lands or the capital. In such cases, the military rank and posting is considered honorary and another equivalent officer will be stationed to command these forces in their absence. Deployment and Service Upon completion of their training, soldiers are assigned to companies within the Cador's three armies. There is an exception for those with arcane talents, who instead devote their service to the Grey Lord Covenant, which operates independently of the other military branches. New recruits are typically assigned to establish companies to ensure a mix of veterans among soldiers who lack combat experience. After fulfilling their military service, citizens are allowed to return to their lives and resume whatever trade or craft they practiced before enlistment. They do have the option to re-enlist. While most winter guard who desire to return to civilian life encounter little resistance, soldiers enrolled in the more elite forces are often pressured to continue their military career, particularly if considerable resources have been expended in their training. Warcasters are rarely allowed to return to civilian life and must remain in the military unless severe physical or mental disability prevents further service. And with Kodor the whole unless severe physical or mental disability why is Karchev the terrible still in active service? The man's over 100 years old and he's missing quite a few uh, quite a few very useful tools like arms and legs. Although I do suppose as a war caster, the whole severe physical and mental disability can be stretched rather far with magic. And, you know, I suppose you don't want to lose a Man-O-War or an Iron Fang Pikeman either, because those guys trained for months to get used to that type of armor. So, that is... that is where that is. Anyway, let's go over the army ranks. Um, If you're watching the YouTube video, um, I'll actually show pictures of each of these ranks so you can actually see what they look like, but I'm going to read their little side note on these. Army ranks. Most branches of Gadoran army wear their insignia on their left shoulder and the Gadoran anvil on the right. Irregular or covert forces, however, might place the insignia less prominently or leave it off entirely. Those at the lowest rank of private do not wear insignia. And for the covert ops, Um, I imagine they probably don't want to be displaying their Kodor colors because, yeah, they're covert, so you understand the reasoning. And the rankings proceed as Corporal, Sergeant, Lieutenant, Captain, Kovnik, Commander, Commandant, Supreme Commandment, and Premier. And I think you'll probably know that Uresk is way high up in that ranking because he is a Supreme Commandant or a Premier, depending on when you knew him. That is everything we have for the overview of the troops and their disposition, recruitment, rank structures, all that stuff. And next time we discuss Kodor, we'll be breaking up all the armies into their major army types. As discussed, that being the Man of War, the Ironfang Pikemen, the Backbone Winter Guard, and the Irregulars. I'm glad that we have a name for them now because calling them the Fifth Border Legion kind of narrows it down quite a bit. But, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this, please like, subscribe, comment. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if there's anything you'd like to discuss in the near future. And let your friends and fellow gamers know so we can keep this steam train rolling, as always. Thank you, Privateer Press, for letting us read your phenomenal lore. And, as always, class dismissed.